This is Financially Tuned with Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, and your host, Brian Gaunt, from Bushka Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 40 years of combined experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is your host, Brian Gaunt, to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned. I'm your host, Brian Gaunt. I'm joined by the financial professionals from Bushka Retirement Solutions. It's President Sue Bushka and Vice President Cole Bruner. Good morning, Sue and Cole. Good morning, Brian. How are you this morning? Doing well. How are both of you? Doing pretty well this morning. Doing great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this morning, uh, listeners, we're going to be talking with Sue and Cole um, about retirement outlook for women and ways that they can prepare for their retirement. Now, when it comes to retirement planning, some people view it as a goal that's um, you know far off in the future. But in reality, saving and planning for your retirement should be conducted early on in lifetime. And for women in particular, it can be a little different when it comes to retirement. So, Sue, uh, I wanted to start off with this question for you. How has retirement planning changed over the years, particularly for women? Well, Brian, men and women, they view financial matters from very different perspectives. More and more women are becoming responsible for handling their family's finances, but they oftentimes feel very overwhelmed with all of the options and the decisions that are required when planning for retirement income and also for legacy planning. Um, And also women are becoming more accountable for planning for major life events, either alone or jointly with their spouses. And some of those things could include college planning, for instance. And then, you know, there's, you know, family needs or starting a business and even starting over after a divorce or um, when someone becomes widowed. Now, maintaining their standard of living in retirement and passing a legacy over to their loved ones is also a major concern. Sure. And that becomes more and more concerning as time goes by because of the sheer fact that, you know, based on genetics, women typically live longer than men, you know, statistics show anyways. Um, So increasingly, women are becoming more responsible for their family financial matters whether it be by choice or by force because of one of those situations popping up or simply because they outlived their spouse and now they have to make those decisions. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So how do you both go about explaining to uh, the folks that you work with why it's even so important for women to start saving uh, even much earlier on for their retirement? Well, we like to provide all of our clients with the same resources to help them grow and strengthen their retirement plans. And in the case of creating a retirement plan specifically for a female client, we like to encourage them to start a savings plan really early on in their career. Um, According to the United States Department of Labor's website, it shares some real helpful stats as to why women should begin saving early on. 
That's right. The Department of Labor reports that women are more likely to work in part-time jobs that don't qualify for a retirement plan. And working women are more likely than men to interrupt their careers to take care of family members, um, you know, children or even parents. And therefore, they work fewer years and contribute less towards their retirement, resulting in lower lifetime savings. And of the uh, 63 million wage and salaried women ages 21 to 64 working in the United States, only 44% of them are participating in a retirement plan. And on average, a female retiring at age 65 can't expect to live for another 20 years, two years longer than a man the same age. And savings can increase a woman's chances of having enough money to last during her potentially longer retirement than her spouse. And by and large, women invest more conservatively than men. So, you know, by nature, that means that they might not be able to capitalize on some of the larger returns that might be applicable for um, clients or, or, or men, for example, that might have a riskier portfolio. But that doesn't always pan out either, depending on the circumstances. But keep in mind that if you are a, you know, a woman who's approaching retirement, it's never too late to begin planning for retirement. And at Bushka Retirement Solutions, we're certainly happy to help answer any questions that you might have regarding your retirement plan. Well, can you share with our listeners in your experiences, what type of challenges might some women out there face when it comes to planning their retirement? Well, there are a number of different challenges that women might face depending on their current situation or, or, or their future situation. And in fact, I recently read a um, policy brief by the Wharton Financial Institutions called Lifetime Income for Women, a financial ec- economist perspective. And in it, they talked about uh, some of the challenges that people, uh, women specifically, will face as they approach retirement. And some of them would uh, be things that some people know, but others are, are things that not many people really think about. But, you know, one being, like we said before, women typically outlive their spouse by an average of six years. And also both married and unmarried baby boomer women are less confident that they have enough, that they will have enough income in retirement. And they also, those are good points because often the amount of income unmarried females receive from Social Security, pensions, or other forms of income is not enough to maintain their lifestyles. And so there's about 69% of women that are likely to prefer, for instance, fixed annuities with higher lifetime income guarantees and less potential earnings if the markets performed well which is the exact opposite of what a man would probably prefer. Um, A large number of women contribute to financial uh, decisions, making decisions, but very few feel that they need assistance. So knowing about these challenges can help you know what your needs may be in retirement and how to plan for them. Well, those are all really good points. I think this is a good time to take a quick commercial break. But uh, Cole, could you share with our listeners, you, you both have such a tremendous amount of resources out there for folks that are approaching retirement. And uh, I know we've mentioned in previous shows, but the Retirement Learning Library is a great resource. Could you share with our listeners how they go about accessing that? Well, we've put the Retirement Learning Library together specifically for people who are approaching retirement or who are already in retirement and they're not 100% certain that their retirement plan is um, exactly where it should be. And so we've developed this free resource that all of our listeners can reach out to and gather some free information regarding retirement-related topics that are very important to understand. 
and they can visit that retirement learning library at learnwithbushka.com. That's learnwithbuska.com, and uh, they can create a free account on there and access all of those free videos and resources that are available on that website anytime, 24-7. Well, listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few moments with our next segment of today's Financially Tuned. Legacy. Even the word leaves a lasting impression. Legacy planning is an important piece of your financial puzzle and an important part of what you will leave behind for future generations. That is why we give our clients the From the Heart Journal and your guide to IRA and legacy planning. From the Heart Journal was created for the benefit of your family and loved ones. It will let you document and explore future financial wishes. The guide to IRA and legacy planning will help protect your retirement assets from mistakes. Both of these helpful resources are available in the Retirement Toolkit. This toolkit will give the information you need to help secure your retirement. To request your copy, all you need to do is visit our website at retirewithbushka.com or give us a call at Bushka Retirement Solutions. That number is 715-355-4445. Get your copy today. Welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your host, Brian Gaunt, joined by the financial professionals from Bushka Retirement Solutions, Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. Now, today we've been talking about women and their retirement planning. In our first segment, we covered how men and women view financial matters from very different perspectives, typically. And more and more women are becoming responsible for handling their family's finances, but sometimes feel overwhelmed with all of the options and decisions that are required when planning for retirement and legacy planning. So it's important that uh, women in particular receive all of the information that they need to make retirement decisions, not only for them, but uh, their family, that is in the best um, interest of their own needs and goals. So as I said, in this last uh, segment, we also touched on some challenges women may come across when planning for their retirement. To start this segment off, um, what are some ways that you both go about helping uh, women, you know, really find solutions to some of the the challenges that they will face, particularly as women, as they approach retirement. Well, I think one of the challenges that we've touched on was that women typically do live longer than men. And this means that there are additional years of retirement that they're going to need to plan for. You know, according to the Social Security Administration, a man that reaches 65 years of age are expected to live till at least age 83, whereas a woman who reaches 65 is expected to live until about age 85. Now, those are just averages, but a longer life means that you're going to be able to enjoy more things, but it also means that you're going to need to save enough income to last as long as you do. That's right, and and keep in mind that those are just averages. I mean, like, like Sue just said, that essentially means that 50% 50% of people will live beyond those life expectancies. You know, we've we've heard many clients who have family members or, or friends or neighbors that have lived well beyond life expectancy and are currently in their mid to late 90s. I mean, we have to plan for longevity when we plan for retirement. And we have to make sure that if we do beat the odds and live beyond life expectancy, that we don't end up living beyond our savings, because that's a 
a pretty tremendous concern, especially later in life where health issues may arise and health spending may need uh, to increase to account for it, you know, more prescriptions and things like that. That's definitely not the time in life where we want to be running out of savings and living solely on Social Security. So in in light of that and in, in the longevity issues you were both just talking about, um, how do you go about helping clients plan for that entire lifetime of income that they might need? Well, there is a handful of ways to fill that need for income in retirement. And first of all, I like to work with clients on one of the most well-known ways to help create income in retirement, and that's Social Security. Social Security does play an important role in many Americans' retirement plans, and it is beneficial for them to know how to properly manage it in order to maximize their benefits. Because Social Security is the foundation of income planning for anyone who is about to retire, and it can be a real reliable source of income. Well, the main reason why you want to maximize your Social Security is because every dollar of additional Social Security benefit that you can create per year is a dollar less that you have to take out of savings or investments to account for that monthly shortfall that you will have after leaving your employment. So the more Social Security you can get, the better off you're going to be typically because it's more income coming in from a very stable and reliable source like Sue just said. So now when would you say is a good time to apply for one Social Security benefit as we're approaching retirement? Well, that's a great question. However, you know, we always say there's no right answer for everyone since everyone's situation is unique to their specific circumstances. You know, we believe that the most important decision you can make when it comes to your Social Security benefit is, um, you know, when you decide to apply and how that coincides with your overall retirement plan. However, knowing when you should choose to begin receiving payments or for which type of benefit you should file requires you to first understand what your Social Security benefit is and how it's calculated. In other words, you need to understand two main factors that will most affect your monthly benefit, the primary insurance amount, referred to as the PIA, and the full retirement age, which is referred to as the FRA. I know uh, you both have these Social Security workshops all over uh, Central and West Central Wisconsin to dive deeper into the you know issues that someone's going to face with social, uh, social Security. But could you explain to our listeners what the primary insurance amount is and what they mean by full retirement age? Well, the primary insurance amount is known as the PIA, it is the benefit a person would receive if he or she elects to become to begin receiving retirement benefits at his or her full retirement age. And full retirement age, or FRA, is the age at which someone is eligible for full retirement benefits from Social Security. So your full retirement age is determined by your year of birth. And it has increased over time, too. You know, back in 1935, when Social Security was first signed into law, you could get full benefits at age 65. And now, uh, depending on your year of birth, you might have to wait until age 67 to get your full benefit. So how is someone's uh, PIA or their primary insurance amount calculated? Well, it's actually determined by your 35 years of earnings. Now, this is your 35 highest years of earnings throughout your earnings history. The Social Security Administration adjusts your earnings uh, for wage inflation, which is called indexing. This step uses the national average earnings based on inflation. Your average monthly earnings are then calculated based on your highest 35 years of earnings, and Social Security multiplies your adjusted monthly earnings by a formula that's set by law. 
Now that formula currently is you take 90% of your first $816 of average monthly earnings, then you take 32% of the amount between $816 and $4,917, and finally you take 15% of everything above $4,917 to get your full retirement benefit amount, or PIA. That's right, but for now, all you really need to know is that your PIA is decided by your earnings history and how many years you've worked, and it only becomes available to you at your full retirement age, which is set according to your birth year. So what is another way that uh, you, you both help someone plan to ensure that they have that lifetime income in retirement? Well, one of the plans that have gained great popularity um, have our fixed indexed annuities, um, especially with the addition of income riders, because it allows the clients to defer their income until some point in the future. And they can turn on that income stream and it's guaranteed for life, regardless of what happens to their account balance. And, you know, it's, it's very similar to your own private pension plan. That's exactly right. I mean, it, it provides uh, a stable source of guaranteed income that's able to be supplementing your Social Security, which many people don't have anymore. You know, the, the, for the normal uh, you know, worker that has um, been employed for the last 20, 30 years, they've seen those pensions go by the wayside. And so it's helpful to ask yourself a couple of questions to determine whether or not a fixed indexed annuity with an income rider might work for your situation. Because keep in mind, just like any other financial product, there's not one solution for everybody. But this one might help to provide a little bit more stability and predictability to your retirement income scenario. Those questions you should ask yourself would be, are you concerned about finding a secure retirement plan to help protect a portion of your savings in the event of a market downturn? And also, are you concerned about having an income plan during your retirement to ensure that you can fill that income gap all the way through your retirement years? If you answer yes to either of those questions, you should maybe look into a fixed indexed annuity with an income rider to see if it does work well for your situation. Now, keep in mind that if you're going to uh, seek out a fixed indexed annuity, you want to find an independent advisor that can help you search through a number of them to find the one that fits your situation the best. Because just like all other financial products, there's not one that suits the needs of everybody. Now, keep in mind that with fixed indexed annuities, um, those, those guaranteed payment streams are going to be uh, guaranteed by the claims paying ability of the company that you're buying it from. So you want to make sure that you... Um, understand uh, you know the company's financials and make sure that your advisor is helping you to seek out a good strong company that's highly rated that that has been doing um, this for a long time you also want to consider uh, some of the charges and other aspects of the annuity before you invest into it but again that's the benefit of working with an independent advisor that truly has your best interest at heart uh, what are some of the ways that you both uh, help your female clients in particular prepare for their retirement? Well, for our married clients, uh, one way that we help them, even though it's a really hard conversation to have, is to prepare for if and when their spouse passes away. Now, we like to encourage them to make an inventory, of course, of physical and non-physical items. So, when you're making a list of items uh, that should include the, for instance, the value of your home, um, jewelry, any type of valuable tools, computers, guns, collectibles, that type of thing. And then make a list of your non-physical items, such as um, 
any brokerage accounts that you might have, 401ks, and then you might have some IRA assets, bank accounts, and also your life insurance policies and long-term care policies, and also any annuities that you might have. And another way to show what benefits are available to you from the Social Security Administration, uh, whether lump sum benefits or monthly benefits may be payable to the spouse or children. Uh, you need to know information on your spouse's employer and also the approximate earnings for the last two years and where to locate those tax returns. Um, also, marriage certificates and Social Security numbers for your spouse and children. That's right. It's also good to review your IRA and bank accounts and other retirement accounts like 401ks to make sure that they have updated beneficiary information. Wills will not ensure that your assets pass directly onto your loved ones. Beneficiary designations are the only way to make sure that your assets go to those people that you intend. Things like life insurance and annuities and 401ks should all be reviewed regularly to ensure proper beneficiary designations. Bank accounts and CDs and IRAs are also susceptible to probate um, unless you assign transfer on death designations. Without this particular feature, your assets may pass through probate and potentially will be distributed according to the court's instructions. So if you want to be the person that makes those decisions, then you have to make sure that those beneficiary designations are updated and are the, the uh, reflecting the exact wishes that you have at that point in time. Keep in mind that there was even a Supreme Court case in this manner that that um, that essentially rules that uh, an outdated beneficiary form will still supersede an updated will or a trust or anything like that. So even if you go through and update your will, if that doesn't match your beneficiary designation on, let's say, your life insurance, they will still pay it out to the beneficiary that's listed on the life insurance. So you have to keep that in mind, that a beneficiary form will trump all other uh, legal documents. That's why one of the things that we do here in our firm is uh, sit down with our clients every year and make sure that we do a beneficiary review to make sure that uh, all the beneficiaries are accurate. And you both have talked about this in previous shows, and, and I think it's critical for our listeners to understand that because I think there's maybe a lot of folks out there that might think that if they have uh, their will or trust or things like that set up, that they're set. And so I think it's a great thing that you both provide to be proactive uh, for your clients to ensure that their needs uh, or their their wants are, are followed after they're gone. So what would you say are a few other steps that you encourage women to take uh, before the loss of their spouse? Well, another step is um, if your spouse is a veteran, uh, because government life insurance um, or VA benefits may be available to them, and it's good to verify if they are. And another is to initiate important estate planning documents. I mean, at the very least, everyone should have a will, you know, or a power of attorney, uh, trust, and guardianship for any minor children. And once your estate planning documents are finalized, Make sure you select an estate administrator, and this should be someone responsible for following the rules of your will in the event of your death. And you should also think about how your death would impact the decision-making ability of that person once they are selected. So you should send copies of your estate planning documents to your estate administrator. That's right. And lastly, it's important to select a uh, financial planner in which you and your spouse are very comfortable. 
This should be somebody that you trust uh, with the decisions that you will make for the rest of your life. I mean, you want to make sure that the financial professional that you're working with is always working in your best interest. You know, make sure that they are a fiduciary. At the end of the day, it's important to make sure that they do have your best interest in mind when they're making recommendations. And I wanted to, I know where our time is brief, but I wanted to ask you about that in particular because of a recent ruling from the Department of Labor. Could you explain to our listeners what the difference is between the suitability standard and the fiduciary standard that you operate from? Well, the, the, the biggest difference is, you know, it's the easiest way to understand it is to give an analogy. You know, imagine uh, most of our listeners are living in the Wisconsin um, region and have been here for quite some time, and they know that in a Wisconsin winter, in order to make it through the entire winter, you need a good pair of boots, right? So imagine if you just moved to Wisconsin from Southern California and you've never lived through Wisconsin winter in your entire life, have no idea what to expect. Uh, and when you get here, you have to go and pair, buy a new pair of footwear. And so you go to a sales representative that's held to suitability standards and they're going to learn about your situation and and, um, determine what your needs and your goals are for this pair of footwear. And at the end of the day, they could recommend one of two options, a pair of boots or a pair of sneakers. Now, at the end of the day, the pair of boots really is in your best interest. That's what you could do best with. But the pair of sneakers is still suitable for your situation. It is completely fine for that type of financial professional to recommend the sneakers, even if that sneakers might pay them a little bit better compensation, as long as it's suitable, even though it's not in the client's best interest. Now, if you go to a fiduciary shoe salesman, that person is going to go through a similar process, learn about your situation. But at the end of the day, they know that what's in your best interest is the pair of boots. And so that means that they're legally obligated to recommend the boots. That's a really good analogy. I think helpful for our listeners to understand that that not all financial professionals are, are created equal. So the decision that someone makes to trust with, um, you know, their their financial planning, especially in this scenario, is is really important. So finally, I wanted to ask both of you: uh, Do you provide your clients with any other resources to go along with all of the information that you uh, that you do provide them? Absolutely. When it comes to your future, it is important to take an active role in your own financial picture. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, are you prepared for this? Whether you are a woman who is concerned about your financial future, or if you're a man who wants to help ensure that the woman in your life is financially prepared, you know, let us, Bushka Retirement Solutions, assist you in navigating this oftentimes overwhelming aspect of life regardless of what your situation is today. Well, I want to thank Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner from Bushka Retirement Solutions for uh, all of this information today. Uh, Cole, would you walk through um, how listeners can go about finding that uh, retirement learning library that has not only information about today's topic, but so many other things available? Uh, Definitely. Our listeners can visit learnwithbushka.com. That's learnwithbuska.com to access that retirement learning library 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And like we had mentioned multiple times throughout the show, that learning library is, um, you know, available to people who are approaching retirement or who are already enjoying retirement to ensure that they're on the right track when it comes to their retirement income plan. Very valuable information, all complimentary. However, if a listener is not able to access that information online, they can certainly reach out to us by phone at 715-355-4445 to schedule a complimentary consultation. 
Well, listeners, thank you for taking part of your day to be with us for this episode of Financially Tuned. We hope you'll join us next weekend for another show of Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner at Bushka Retirement Solutions. Call 715-355-4445 or visit their website at retirewithbushka.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Suzanne Bushka, Cole Bruner, and Bushka Retirement Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 